This message is brought to you by the Tabernacle Baptist Church in Hickory, North Carolina. If you'd like to learn more about our ministries, we encourage you to visit us online at tabernaclehickory.org. That's tabernaclehickory.org. You can find our sermons on a number of platforms, including Apple iTunes, YouTube, and Sermon Audio. We trust that God will use this message to speak to your heart. Would you go with me into the gospel according to Luke this morning, Luke chapter number 2. We'll begin reading in verse number 1. Thus far, as we have noted these songs that we find recorded for us in Luke chapter 1 and also in Luke chapter number 2, we have examined Mary's song and we have examined Zacharias' song. This morning we come to the angel's song. And we begin reading here in Luke chapter 2 and verse number 1. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. I want us to note here, we have the record of the angels' song. And as we examine their song and the events surrounding their song, we're going to note three things uh, this morning. Well, first of all, we're going to get a picture of the gloomy world this Savior came into, the gloomy world. And then secondly, we're going to Notice their glorious words, the words of the, of the singing angels and the heavenly host as they appeared to the shepherds that night. And then finally, we're going to note the glad witnesses, the shepherds who went to see the child and found him. And then after they worshiped him, they left and told everybody they could find the wonderful news concerning the Savior. I want us to look first of all at the gloomy world. The gloomy world that this Savior, Jesus, was born into. And by the way, 
as we examine the gloomy world that his parents lived in in those days, we also recognize that our world is equally as gloomy today. But I'm glad that in the midst of gloomy times, the glad tidings of the Savior's birth were sang forth. And may God help us as his people who have heard the glad tidings to continue to share the glad tidings in the midst of a gloomy world. Now we notice here in these opening verses of Luke chapter number two that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And so we find that Joseph goes up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth in verse number four under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. To be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so here we find Mary, uh, who is great with child. The time of the child's birth is at hand. Uh, in any time along this journey, uh, this baby, Jesus, uh, could have been born. But we find that they had to, because of the burden that was laid upon them by a Roman governor, because they were oppressed by a foreign government, uh, they had to make this journey in the cold and in the night, and a difficult journey it was, to go back to Bethlehem because Joseph and Mary were of the house and lineage of David. And so can you imagine them making a 79-mile journey through the hardships of the road and the difficulties of a woman who is great with child, whether she rode upon a cart or upon a beast, a very difficult journey. I'm sure all of you ladies who have brought children into the world can identify with the difficulty that she would have faced. And though she was great with child, she had to make this journey. Now, their world, the world in which they lived in, was a harsh world and an indifferent world. There was oppression that they faced we find that they were a poor family. In fact, when they go to the temple, they cannot offer uh, the sacrifice that most would be able to make for their child as they dedicated him. They offered this sacrifice that poor people would offer. We find that they had hardship. We find that when they came to Bethlehem, there was no room for them in the inn. There was hardship. There was indifference. There was a lack of compassion. There was the rejection, and there was the ridicule. Imagine now Mary, the mother of the Lord Jesus, who uh, had not been united in her marriage uh, with her husband in a physical act. Uh, here she is carrying a child, and so all of the gossips of the town, no doubt, were characterizing her as an immoral girl. There were comments that were made, maybe not to her face, but behind her back. And, and so we find that here they are, facing that ridicule, facing that scorn, facing that rejection, with all of the hardship and all of the difficulty that they endured in this gloomy, gloomy world. The songwriter said it this way. He said, out of the ivory palaces into a world of woe, only his great eternal love made my 
Savior go. Let me tell you, the circumstances surrounding his birth were not the circumstances that most men uh, could even imagine that the Savior of the world would come into. Uh, Martin Luther confessed when thinking upon this. He wrote and said, What man, if left to his natural promptings, if he were God, would humble himself to lie in the feed box of a donkey or to hang upon the cross? But God laid upon Christ the iniquities of us all. This is that ineffable and infinite mercy of God, which the slender capacity of man's heart cannot comprehend and much less utter. That unfathomable depth and burning zeal of God's love toward us. Who can sufficiently declare this exceeding great goodness of God? Imagine that. The Lord Jesus Christ the Son of God came into the midst of a gloomy world, born in difficult, gloomy circumstances. Why? To identify with those who lived in that world and to identify with us today as we live in a gloomy world. I don't know what difficulty you're facing, but let me tell you that we have a high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is passed into the heavens, who is before the presence of God the Father, sitting at his right hand, interceding for us, the high priest who is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Do you know Jesus knows what it is to deal with hardship? Jesus knows what it is to deal with poverty. Jesus knows all about our trials and our sufferings, and he uh, appeals to God the Father on our behalf. Think about Mary and Joseph having to make this journey at such an hour as they were required to make it because they were under uh, the headship of a foreign power. Think of all of the injustices that we see in our world today. Caesar Augustus making a decree, but not knowing as he made it that the, the very decree that he made requiring the people to be taxed in the house of their lineage, requiring thereby uh, for Joseph to travel from Nazareth to Bethlehem. Caesar Augustus making that unwarranted uh, decree without any compassion or thought toward the people did not realize that God was going to use the instrument of his cruelty and his insensitivity to bring about his purposes because the Bible had already told us, the prophets had already told them that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. I don't know what difficulty you're facing. I don't know what injustices or what pressures or what constraints are being placed upon you. But can I tell you this? We serve a sovereign God. Amen. And that God is able to overrule in the affairs of man. That God is able to use the attempts of Satan against us for our good. Isn't it good to have a God like that? Oh, we praise him for it. He's a sovereign God. And so we rejoice that Jesus Christ, the Savior, came into the gloomy world. And in the gloomy world, the Bible tells us in verse number 8 that there were shepherds in the same country. While 
uh, the babe was being born while he was, uh, by, while, while his birth was taking place uh, in, in a stable outside of Bethlehem or on the outskirts of the city, <coughs> away from the inn, away from the place where most visitors would be able to stay, there were shepherds abiding in the field, the Bible tells us in verse 8, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign to you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Our choir just a moment ago echoed the angel's song, did they not? Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Here we find their glorious words. The glorious words of the angels, the glad tidings that came in the gloomy times in which these shepherds lived. Now imagine that. The birth of the Savior is announced by an angelic host that is a shining, radiant host. And who is this uh, news announced to? It is not announced to the religious leaders of Israel. It is not announced to the political leaders of Rome. It is announced to the shepherds in the fields. Aren't you glad that God loves all people and that God will come to those who will receive his truth? Now think about this. This scene is shifted to the shepherd's field. They're watching their flocks by nights. You see, the arrival of the good shepherd was heralded first to the shepherds of Bethlehem. In John chapter number 10 and verse number 11, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Again, in verse number 14, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. Here we find these glorious words were first announced to the shepherds in the fields. And you and I can take comfort in that, can't we? You and I can take comfort in that. I think of, 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 of Paul's uh, words to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 in verse number 26. He said, For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. You see, to the world leaders and to the powers that be in those days, shepherds, they weren't noble men. They weren't mighty men. They weren't powerful men. They weren't considered to be wise men. They were just sort of guys at the bottom of the line who just couldn't find a, a job or didn't have an education. And, and about all that they were good for was just watching the sheep at night. That's the crowd that Jesus came to. Aren't you glad that he came to those uh, who the world cast out? And so Paul reminds us that God hath chosen the foolish things of this world 
to confound the wisdom of this world. And he says this in verse number 29, that no flesh should glory in his presence. And so when we think about these glorious words, we understand who they came to. They came to the common man. They came to all men, but they came especially to the common man. The good shepherd announced his birth to these shepherds. Now, there were three things we find about their words. We find their words about the Savior. Look at it, if you would, please, in verse number 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. What is it that we need to know about Jesus today? Oh, it is that he is a Savior. It is that he is the Savior. Jesus Christ came into this world to save sinners. He said to the disciples, I have come to seek and to save that which was lost. Do you know the world has distorted the role of Jesus? Uh, the world thinks of Jesus as some religious teacher. The world thinks of Jesus as an example to care for the needs of society. The world has redefined who Jesus is. But let me tell you, make no mistake about it, as the angels sang about him, they declared intentionally and purposely why Jesus had come. He came to be the Savior of the world. Uh, one commentator writes this. He says, too often Jesus as presented as the one who will rescue people from unfulfillment in their marriages families or jobs, from a debilitating habit they cannot overcome on their own, or from a sense of purposelessness in their life. But while relief in those areas may be a byproduct of salvation, it is not the primary intent. Mankind's true problem, of which those issues are only symptoms, is sin. Can I tell you, Jesus did not come into the world just to give you a better way of life. Jesus Christ did not come into the world to just solve your problems in a crisis. Jesus Christ did not come so that you could attach him to your life to bring some meaning and fulfillment to your life. Let me tell you why he came. He came to save you from your sin. And if you are going to have a relationship with him, there must be the recognition of the fact and the acknowledgement of the fact that you are a sinner. And the Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And if you have never confessed your sin before a holy God, then you do not know him as your Savior. And if you have not confessed your sin before a holy God, then you are on your way to a devil's hell for all eternity. And let me tell you, friend, Jesus came to save you from it. He is the Savior of the world. There is none other name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I want to tell you, there's no other way to get to heaven. All religions do not lead to Jesus. There's only one way to come to him, and that is by faith in him, confessing your sin to him and calling upon him as your Savior. You see, their words testified of the Savior. These glorious words also revealed the sign. Notice in verse number 12, And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the most unusual place you would ever find a baby in a manger. 
in an animal's feeding trough. That's where you'll find him. And so they, they, hearing the news, they went into town and they would search for him and they would find him because of the sign that was given. Now, notice something else. Notice the song they sang in verse number 13. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Oh, what a beautiful song they sang. Imagine the field's dark now, the shepherd keeping watch over their flocks by night, and the angel appears, and when he appears, the glory of God was shining round about him. And he is revealing to them this wonderful good news. This day is born unto you a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And they hear that news, and they're, they, they're, they're, they're overcome with fear, and the angel, of course, tells them, Fear not. Let me tell you, this is a day of good tidings. This is some good news in the midst of this gloomy world. Uh, maybe you've given up on any hope. Maybe you've given up that the Lord cares about you. But let me tell you, shepherds, God cares about you. In fact, he has chosen to speak and reveal himself to you tonight. What a glorious thing. And they heard this news, and no doubt their hearts were filled with joy. And then... Suddenly, the Bible says in verse 13, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God. I can't even picture it. Can you? In the darkness of the night, in the fields of Bethlehem, keeping the sheep, all of a sudden, there's not just simply an angel shining with the glory of God, but there is the heavenly host, an innumerable host of, of, of God's creation, an innumerable host of angels. And what are they doing? They're lifting their voices, one great choir. And what are they singing? Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Never have we heard a sweeter choir than that choir. Amen. Until we hear the song of the redeemed. You see, the angels, they, they don't really understand all of this thought of redemption. They, they, they look into it, but they just don't know it. They can't understand it. They can't identify it with because they're not sinful creatures, but they, they, they're amazed by it as they see humanity in its sinfulness and God in his love and in his benevolent grace reach down and pluck sinners out of the firebrands of hell and lift them up and forgive them and clean them and cleanse them of all their sin and place them in the family of God and give them a home and an inheritance with him for all eternity. They're amazed by it and the only song they can sing is glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Oh, what a wonderful song they sang. Peace to men. Oh, friends, we're offered peace with God. The Bible says that we are born in sin, alienated from God, at enmity with God. But when Jesus Christ, the Son of God, offers us salvation and we receive it, then the life of God is imparted to us. Our sins are forgiven, and we who were aliens and strangers we who were the enemies of God are now at peace with God. And we are not only at peace, we are a part of God's forever family. You see, what God came to do was give us peace, peace with him, to fill us with his peace. 
in the midst of these trials, in the midst of the darkness of this world, in the midst of the gloom, in the midst of afflictions, in the midst of difficult circumstances, you and I have peace with God and we have the peace of God. May God help us to live in this peace. That's their song. Glorious words. Then I want you to see the last thing this morning. I want you to see the glad witnesses. The glad witnesses. Now think about these shepherds. They're out in their fields. The angel appears and begins to speak to them. The glory of God is shining round about them. They're sore afraid, but then they hear the good news. They hear the good news that unto them is born this day in the city of David a Savior, Christ the Lord. They're given a sign that when they see the baby, they'll know it's him. And then suddenly the angelic hosts begins to sing together. What an amazing sight. What do you think they did when it was over? Well, that was interesting. I thought the presentation was done quite well, don't you? Oh, yes, I do. Well, it's time to get back to work. Time to get some shut-eye. Time to go to the restaurant and get something to eat. No, 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 no. Notice what they did. They said in verse 15, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. You know, the amazing thing about the gospel of Jesus is that when so many hear it, they don't bother to see it. They hear the news. They understand that something has taken place, something that has changed our world. And yet they hardly bother to even consider it. But not these shepherds. They said, we've got to see this. Notice in verse number 16, and they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, you see, they came and they found Jesus. I want to ask you a question. Have you heard the good news? Have you heard the good news of the gospel? Then how have you responded to it? You see, when they heard it, they responded to it. They went and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby. They responded. They believed what they heard. Do you believe? Not only did they respond and believe, but they came to Jesus. They came to the Savior. And notice in verse number 17, and when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. You see, <clears throat> when they saw the babe, obviously it solidified what the angels had saying. And they praised God. And they left that place. 
and they told everybody they came across. You won't believe what happened to us tonight. The angels appeared. They delivered the message. The Savior, the Messiah, has come into the world and we went and found him just as we were told and he has been born in Bethlehem. What a wonderful message. And they were faithful to deliver it. Now as we think about this song and we, we think about this passage, we ask ourselves a few questions and then we close. As we live in this dark and gloomy world, it's dark and gloomy, isn't it? No good news this week, right? Political disruption, upheaval, lies and deceptions. Our nation is, seems hopelessly divided. The tide of wickedness is gaining more strength, it seems, each and every day. God's people are despised. There's a turning away from truth in America. It's a gloomy time. Can I ask you a question? Have you seen the glory shine? Have you seen the glory of shine? Have you heard the angel's song? And if you have, have you responded? Have you responded in belief? Are you willing, as those wise men did, to come to the Savior? And if so, are you telling anybody about him? You see, the Bible says that when those shepherds testified of him, all the people wondered. Do you know what I think the great danger we face is? That we ourselves would get over the wonder. And therefore, there's nothing for the world to wonder about. They've reduced Jesus to some political affiliation or some political position. They don't recognize that he is the Savior. May God help us to be his glad witnesses. May God help us to share the message of our salvation. Maybe we've gotten a little cold and a little indifferent. How do we get it back? Well, I think we get it back the same way we got it the first time. We come to the Savior. And may God help us this morning to come to him. Oh, and let me share something else with you. That's not the only song the angels sing. They have another song. We read about it in Luke chapter 15 and verse 10. Jesus said, likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Our choir sang sometimes, the angels are singing again. You know what causes them to sing? When those sinners come to Jesus. Oh, friend, may God help us to understand what we're here to do. We're like those shepherds in the field. It's our business to tell the world about the angels' song. Thank you for listening to this message from Tabernacle Baptist Church. We pray that God has used His Word to speak to your heart today. If you'd like to learn more about the ministries of Tabernacle Baptist Church, you can go to our website, tabernaclehickory.org. 
That is tabernaclehickory.org. There you'll find additional resources that we pray God will use to be a help to you. If the Lord should lead you to partner with us or make a donation online, you'll find a link provided on the website at tabernaclehickory.org. May God bless you and thank you for listening.